to Itty Bitty Sex in the City Committee. <laughs> I'm Bernie. I'm Mallory. Uh, welcome. We're talking about one of our favorite shows of all time, Sex in the City. It remains uh, iconic in our culture, I think. But and also, yeah. Um, but also, a I don't know. Would you say a majority of it has aged horribly? Yes, but we'll get into that. I think <laughs> just to, just to begin, um, each podcast we're going to be reviewing one episode of Sex and the City chronologically. Um, so we encourage you to watch along with us. Yeah, this is definitely for Sex and the City novices and Sex and the City experts, sex experts, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'll just start off by saying thank you for listening, and yeah. we hope that you enjoy our um, witty and not so witty banter. <laughs> we, we're trying so hard. So a little background as well. Um, we have attempted three times. This, this is, our, is the fourth. This is our fourth attempt yeah. at uh, recording this podcast. Just the, like the pilot episode. Just the pilot. So we have now watched this episode and taken notes um, four times. Yeah. So you'd think we have a pretty good... Um, Understanding of what's going on in this pilot, I I grew to really really hate the episode because it's fucking rough. It's pretty rough. It's got some rough edges, but but today I I watched it again and I fell in love all over again. <laughs> I also watched it today. I felt less disdain. <laughs> um, Is but the shoe wipe in this episode? The like shoe with the wipe. where. No, it must be in another episode. You just like watched the white. it today. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess, but I wasn't. <laughs> Maybe my head was turned and I missed it. Do you know what I'm talking about, though, where it's like a whoosh and it's like in the shape of a shoe. It's a wipe from one scene to the other. Oh, my God. Shape. It must I, be a different episode. It's a different episode, for sure. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll then. be talking about it. <laughs> we'll be discussing, discussing each and every episode from now on. So, um... Buckle in. Buckle in. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just dive right in. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so we start out with, you know, Carrie's writing her column, um, and it's the story of this faux English Australian. single gale. Yeah, what the fuck? Did they just not think that Americans would know what yes. it is? I don't think any Australians were on TV before 2000. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, but she hid that accent. <laughs> she did it like a dirty secret. Well, she tried very hard, but... I don't think London's, London's my favourite city. <laughs> Tell your, your mother <laughs> to get better. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're off to a great start. Um, so... <laughs> Yes, this, this horrible story. I just want to talk about how this relationship was supposed to la- have lasted only two weeks. Right. Well, two weeks, like a month if you count, like the, the part where he like blew her off for two additional weeks. But that's longer than their entire relationship. Yeah, but they looked at a fucking brownstone, Mallory. You don't understand. It's insane. If, if a guy that I had been dating for two weeks or less took me to look at houses and then made a made a clever remark about how they didn't have they weren't expecting kids yet oh, 
I would, I would freak the fuck out. Like, also a, just a, like a real grosso. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> he is, a, he, like, he's six, I think. If I'm gonna be, like, a, a very shallow person and, and rate Which someone. Which we will be from now on. <laughs> just, just as a warning to all of you, we're uh, very shallow. And I'm tr- gonna try to be not so shallow. But I, I just think it's like, he's 42. Yeah. She's... 30-something. Supposedly. Allegedly. Yes. 30-something. And they, their meeting in the gallery, first of all, was seemed very forced. I think I have met you before. Why? Why did she think they had met oh, before? Oh, well, so... Just yeah. because London was his favorite city? That was a terrible line. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's just, yeah, it's like one of, like, five cities that anybody ever talks about. So I feel like this this whole vignette was a very um, succinct way to open this entire series, though, because it's basically just outlining unrealistic expectations. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Like, this girl's, she calls him a bastard, it's like, it's dramatically thunderstorming when they yeah. break up. Yeah. I mean, the guy wasn't... He never called back. <laughs> he never, never. Never did. No, no, he never did. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, What? it was a what the fuck kind of scenario. Start to, yeah. Yeah, so then, I mean, I guess, yeah, and then she's like, welcome to New York. Like cold-hearted, yeah. uh, the age of uninnocence. To quote, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> She's supposed to be a writer. Come on. Um, and yeah, I guess. But okay, so then it actually kind of like moves on into I think um, an area that's like really interesting, and I think um, you know, as ladies in our thirties, thirty. You know, yes. Yeah, we're 30. That's true. Dipping a toe into <laughs> 30. We've just cracked <laughs> cracked the shell of 30. Um, it, like, I, I think it is very true when they talk about that. Like, they're in a dating scene where they're older. They're, like, ready to start families because they have, they've become successful on their own. And now they're ready to date. But their biology and, like, the ageism and misogyny of the culture is, like, giving them fewer and fewer options. Because men can date much, much younger. Well, and is it uh, Capote Duncan <laughs> interview at the start yeah. where he's at the gym and he's like, you don't want to date a 35-year-old because yeah. then they have to have kids right away and yeah. then there's nothing else. And so they should just give up. Well, I, that's... His sentiment before is, like, totally fair. I think that, like, he's just stating a fact. Like, if you if you are a woman and you're dating and you're, like, 35 and you want to have kids, then the dominating, like, you know, medical suggestion is to, like, hop on it. And, I like, yeah, I think that's an issue that 
you have to address in dating that I think is maybe a little bit sugar-coated as we like go further like this is a really interesting point they make off like right off the bat in in this show where they're like yeah it's it's a little more difficult to date to like have it all what does it mean to like be dating and so basically you hit 35 and you either have to take route a which is finding a mate to have children with or route b be a slut well that is the false dichotomy that they really (laughs) set up in this and also like route a would be having sex like a woman and route b would be having sex like a man and having sex like a woman would just the only reason women have sex would be to have a child I mean, if, like, a penis could just be, like, a bunch of rose petals, <laughs> I think that I would prefer that as Instead a woman. it's a bunch of thorns. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, Capote Duncan. What a name. What a name, first of all. Um, there, there's, there's quite a few good names in, the, in this episode. The names of the men. Kurt Harrington. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, Capote Duncan sounds like, um... Like, the absentee husband in, like, a Martha Stewart, like, home feature. Like, <laughs> this is Laura Duncan. Yes. Her husband, not pictured, Capote. <laughs> is off on a business trip. Yeah. Yes. So just do it when I'm not there. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the only episodes that we have these... Um, testimonials. Yeah, so if anyone who's just watching the series for the first time... Spoiler spoiler alert, but um, these testimonials are going to be abolished yeah. quite swiftly. Yes. For good reason. You know, I think, yeah, we might get it, we'll probably get into it a little later, um, because uh, it, it maybe injects, like, a little bit of diversity into the cast, which yes. Is, Maybe Lacking. one of the only perspectives we get from diverse people are in these testimonials. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all seem to, as far as I can tell, or as far as I remember, they're all, like, you know, upper class New um, Yorkers. No. Well. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe yeah. not. Is this, so it goes, how far does it continue? Is it the second episode? No, no. I think it's, like, for the full season. Full season. Mm-hmm. My God. We're yeah. in for a treat. <laughs> um, um, so, I, I mean, the, I mean, I think we have two very, uh, speaking of dichotomies, we have two opposite ends of the spectrum when we're being introduced to Charlotte and Miranda. Oh, my God. Charlotte's the fucking worst. Okay, I just want to talk about her outfit a little bit. Um, those floating pearls that she's wearing. Oh, I feel like I remember getting, like, several of those, like, necklaces, like, whenever someone went to, like, (laughs) fucking Malaysia or, you know. And then you put them in your jewelry box once and they're tangled Mm. to shit. That fishing wire, (laughs) so thin. Like, oh, they brought them up from the depths and then they died, you know. (laughs) all the those like guys that dive under without scuba gear I don't know it's like it's a bullshit necklace I mean if those are freshwater pearls they might be worth something (laughs) but yeah they're still they're still attached by fishing line they're tacky they're tacky as fuck 
Um, and her little mini skirt, and she's wearing a, bla- a baby blue cardigan, and she actually quotes, quote Charlotte, we need to keep, no, you need to keep your, your mouth shut, shut and play by the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, thanks for that wisdom, Charlotte. I mean, you can really hear her ovaries just drying up as she says that. And then, you know, Carrie's kind of all in black this episode. Yeah. Um, she has, like, a gray trench. And, a, like, a, just, like, a lycra wrap. Yeah, I mean, it I looks great. It's, it's super cute. It's, like, kind of asymmetrical. Her body is just banging. Ugh. So, bitch looks good in anything. But she's yeah. kind of like that cold, hard New Yorker. They really present her as super cynical. Yeah. Which I think, spoiler alert, um, tends to, she softens up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I, uh, they definitely made this first episode, like, tonally, was very kind of, like, card, hard bit, like, noir-ish, yes. like, journalist. Totally. Um, that freeze, freeze frame at the end. Oh, my God. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to that. Um, okay, yeah, so then it's, yeah, they're at dinner, um, Miranda's birthday dinner, after they do, like, the testimonials. Yes. And, uh, Samantha presents, like, the have sex like a man. Right. Idea. Um, and Charlotte actually, it, like, she's like, what, you mean, like, with the dildo? I feel like that's, yeah, that is basically, like, if you want to boil it down, having sex like a man would be like having sex like with the penis because how else can you define having sex like a man right like there is no having sex like a man having sex like a woman like binary is what i'm saying well i mean i think what she was saying was just that with no attachments you're you're going in you're fucking and you're not calling them back okay fine but then Gary decides to think having sex like a man is being the most selfish, selfish lover <laughs> in the world. Like, oh, thanks for the con. Bye. <laughs> well, that seems amazing, and I would do the exact same thing to Kurt Harrington, even though I find him repulsive. He really, yeah. And also, that she yeah, the, the it was right. a mistake, quote unquote, she made at 26, 29, and 31. Really? Kurt. Really? That guy. Kurt Harrington. Who seems to just not have a job and be at the bar in the middle of the afternoon on a Thursday. I, he looks like a modern day Twilight-esque vampire. He has to dress. I, I I don't understand. And, you know, that's one thing I've always been interested in is Carrie's history, like, pre-Sex and the City um, canon or whatever. Like, well, yeah, I mean, there's just, like, and, and, you know, they never really go into it, and it's even established, like, in this episode. Why the fuck does she know this, like, English broad? Like, where does she know Skipper from? Yeah. Why are they friends? Right. Who would be friends with him? Also, and it seems like yeah, exactly. In what in what scenario would she have met Skipper? What does he even do? He's a comic book artist. Is that is what he is? He's like a he might be a 
I mean, that's a super cool job. He seems a, he doesn't seem like the, I feel like to be a comic book artist, you have to have a little bit of darkness in you. Ugh, he's just so, you gotta have a hint of hente, you know? There's no, there's no hint of hente in those curls. Oh, I hate the word pussy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, why are you friends with this guy? And why, why are you setting him up with Miranda? That seemed... She did it to be mean. Charlotte, maybe. You think she did it to be mean? Well, she she was like, Miranda would hit him. Like, then why are you setting him up with your friend? Your two friends. Because she doesn't like Skipper, I think. (laughs) Deep down, she's like, oh, he keeps calling me to hang out. I feel guilty. Maybe if he dates one of my friends and she just rips his dick off, he'll never talk to me again. (laughs) Rips his dick off. Okay, I need to also talk about... um, Love Stanford. Um, I mean, yes, that that love affair will continue. <laughs> so we'll talk more about Stanford. Um, he's very his acting is very poor in this episode. Well, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, very very poor. Well, I think they were just like, just go, just go broad. Everyone is just just do the broadest you can like think like with a capital F, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the pilot. What what can we say? They're figuring yeah. their shit out. Okay, but I want to talk a little bit about Club Chaos. Oh, my God. And whipped into a frenzy. Whipped into a What? Who is going to this club? What is this club? Uh, I believe only models. No. Model bomb was but, the term. But big is there. Yeah, I know. Like, it, like it a 40-something-year-old businessman on a Friday night. Yes. It seems like they're in the 1930s, but maybe in, like, Casablanca, but mixed with, like, the the race hat. The lampshade hat is everything. Okay, here's a question, and I don't, you probably won't be able to answer it, but I'm just putting it out there into the universe. Um, Like, what, where do you find cigarette girls? Were they just, like, walking around every bar in New York in the 90s? I think they, yeah, I think they were. I, it seemed like a lucrative job. And you could just, like, goose them as a tip? (laughs) Stop! (laughs) These are women taking charge. They're, they're in (laughs) the cold, hard, New York City. The rent is fucking sky high. They've got no man. They ain't got no man. They just slinging cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, wearing lampshades. <laughs> wearing lampshades on their head. So, yeah, Skipper was put into a, a bear trap by going on a date with Miranda and at Chaos. The most piercing kisses I've ever seen in my life. She is just like a. She's got a bird beak for lips. <laughs> just. She has a bird like. Oh, but you know what? I know Miranda is supposed to come off as like this cold, hard bitch, mm-hmm. and Skipper's just like this innocent guy. But like, get your fucking paws off her. Yeah, don't put your hand on her upper thigh. <laughs> Things are clearly aren't heading in that direction. You need to take a signal. But yeah. I also feel like, like I mentioned earlier, I think that Skipper was probably like on the spectrum. Like he doesn't really seem like he's a fully mature like he doesn't seem like he should be 
left alone. <laughs> with sharp objects. With sharp, like, including Miranda. <laughs> that choker alone. Oh, well, I think, I, like, I, I think that he is just, like, maybe not a fully developed character. Like, he's just so... They're How just old so, is he supposed to be? And he's supposed to be, like, 25, 26. Oh, my God. Which is also, like, again, why are you friends? Like, why are you and Carrie friends? Why do you know each other? Where did you meet? Um, <laughs> I know. I want to know the backstory. And, yeah, their, their whole conversation is so weird. It's just, like, like oh, she's getting him into all these, like, feminist trap conversations. Like, oh, I'm, idi- I'm an idiot or I'm beautiful. One or the other. Yeah. Um, but, okay, I'm sorry. We have to go back. We have to scratch club chaos reverse. Okay. Because, um... We have to talk about her meeting with Kit Harrington. Oh, Kurt Harrington. Kurt. I'm so sorry. Oh, right. No, wait. <laughs> Kit Harrington <laughs> is an actress. Is yeah. an actor. Actor. Uh, oh, that's Jon Snow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, I was I was thinking of the girl from A League of Their Own, whose name is Kit, oh. in the movie, but that's not actually her real name. Right. No. <laughs> Kurt Harrington. The the muff the, the creepy kind of like a scene. Yeah. Uh yeah, I know you want to talk about the stain. We have to. There's <laughs> this a is fucking <laughs> the uh, it's just in my notes. It's been in your notes every time every we tried wet spot. Yeah. Wet spot. Okay, guys, you're gonna need to go back and watch this episode <laughs> where Carrie just gets eaten out all afternoon and then it's beige, and beige then, sheets. Yeah. And huge wet spot. Huge wet spot. Her, her, her Yeah, but she kind of puts her arm over it after, like, it's almost as if they, like, signal, oh, cover that wet spot up. No, there's no way. They did multiple takes. That wet spot is intentional. Right? I don't think it's, I don't think the show is that edgy. <laughs> I feel like you don't think it's like pussy. I feel like pussy juice, juice is has still is stigma. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah no taboo. It's, it's taboo. You don't put that on TV. It's what the fuck is it then? It's just like a stain on like they just had you know like it's like set dressing. You know but like, it's the pilot. Work they, with it. They, they don't have a lot of budget. The sheets, the one set of sheets they had got stained somehow. You we, flipped them over. You flipped them over. I know. But maybe they didn't notice until later and they're like, what's this fucking spot? No one's going to notice. Maybe it's real. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he did actually, there's a whole other cut of that. <laughs> you think he, yeah, yeah, he actually went down and started mm-hmm. Parker. It's real cinema verite. <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. It's fucking not fucking. Okay. <laughs> brown bunny before brown bunny. Is it before brown bunny? Yeah. Isn't it? Yes. Right? When's brown bunny? Like, probably around the same time. Early 2000s. I think Vincent Gallo reached his, like, fame, horness. Yeah, early 2000s. Yes. And this was 1998. I True, believe. yes. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we either talked way. about it. 
It's it's up there. It's you got it off your chest. Printed in the book. It's off your chest. Done. Okay. <laughs> uh, then they had then. Oh yeah. Okay. But then we also can't go back to Club Chaos because we have to talk about Big's meet cute Big and Carrie meet for the first time. Yeah. Her. She is still wet with another man's saliva. She's coming out of his apartment. Yeah. And she's she is checking out if Big has a ring on his finger. <laughs> she's ready. This girl is just wide open. Hey, you know what they say? Like, women, after they do it, they just, their hormones are just enlivened and they want to go again. Even though a guy, he spends his seed and he wants to fall asleep. And a woman just wants to keep going. Which is because, you know, a cave people who loved group sex. Just to, because she wants to get inseminated by multiple. <laughs> multiple. So she wanted to get The strongest gang-ganged. seed. That's what I read on the internet. Mm-hmm. Spend a little too much time on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's just like I don't know. I mean, you, when you meet a man, you meet a man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've just literally just had oral sex with someone else. I mean, I feel like she wouldn't have met him if she had just if if she had just sucked dick. I feel like he would, he would have, it would have been... He would have picked up on it? Yeah. (laughs) It would have not have been as romantic. Mm, Well, yeah, I guess, because she was feeling, like, at her most powerful. She was. After, after that experience. But yet, but yet, she did have this, like, bumbling, like, oh my god, my condoms, don't look at them. But I don't think she did. I think she was like, fuck yeah, give me my condoms. Mr. Big. I mean, I guess that's open to interpretation. I know. But then she was was walking away. She, like, tripped. That's true. But she was just, like, high on power. (laughs) She was really vamping. I mean, I guess that's kind of the... um, Theme. The theme of that episode. Women giving up on love and throttling up on power. Yeah, which is apparently just getting sex. Yeah. However, whomever. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about Samantha, though, because yes. she's really presented. I mean, we all grow to love Samantha, spoiler alert. Um, but this episode, she's a real um, man stealer. You think it's a stealer? I think she's just like... she. Okay, for sure, Charlotte has talked about her upcoming date with Capote Duncan all week. She was all excited. And then Samantha after he dropped her off, goes to his apartment. No, I, I don't think He meets her at chaos. Yeah, I, I know that. But, like, I feel like Charlotte didn't say that to Samantha. And she just said to Carrie. And also, like, okay. I know that I'm, like, really on Capote's side this episode. Yes. <laughs> but, like, I also just, like, totally appreciate his honesty when he's like, hey, I get it. You are on the marriage track. Because that's gotta be just, like, the most chillingly sociopathic shit to deal with. If you go out with Charlotte and in her mind she's like, 
I'm playing this so perfectly. I'm keeping my mouth I shut. I have to go to bed early, but thank you for showing me your part. Oh, I, I just brushed the tip of your penis with my, my hand as I walked away to just show you that I, I will eventually fuck you, but I'm precious. That's a three-date minimum. Oh my god. Like, how exhausting and Charlotte awful. is exhausting. Would that be? But also, he was also like, what are you doing next Saturday? Because he's like, you know what? Maybe she's wife material. But does he really believe that if he gets in the same cab with her, he puts her in a cab and then jumps in and knows the address of chaos off by heart, <laughs> and then she also knows the address of chaos off by heart. She's like, you're going to chaos? Yeah, that's the, beauti- that's the most beautiful thing in the world. I was like, wait, we both love chaos? <laughs> Everyone in New York City loves chaos, I apparently. just appreciate, I, I appreciate his honesty. Like, in that moment, we're no, just like, look, that guy. If he, that is ballsy as fuck to go get in the same <laughs> cab as a girl that you just, like, put to bed. And is like, I'm sorry, I need to get laid tonight. Wait for the next cab, dude. I know, and and any human being would, I'm sure, do that. But I guess... Makes for a less interesting pilot episode. And, like, it's their first date. Right. I mean, I'm not judging him for it. I just think he should—he could have had could, a little a more grace tact. period. A slight grace also, period. Also, he's in a fucking tux. I believe he was wearing a cummerbund. Well, apparently, anyone <laughs> can go to chaos. <laughs> a little overdressed. You could have a lampshade on your head or in a tux. Whatever. Club chaos. Do those but, are two Ks? <laughs> is it a K? <laughs> oh, it probably is a K. Fuck. Um, but, speaking of Samantha, again... She also goes for big. Yeah, but she did like. I guess she doesn't know that. No, she, but doesn't Carrie point him out? No, she. Samantha points him out. And she's oh, like, he's right. the next Donald Trump, which. Right. Puke. Um, and then she's like, oh, you know him? And Carrie's like, well, not really. So Carrie gave her like the green light. I guess. Um, the one thing that I will say. Uh, for and I also okay two things (laughs) Um, I love the continuity in this episode like there's because like he goes to Club Chaos and Esmeralda or Capote Duncan goes to Club Chaos yeah Esmeralda and Skipper are leaving she like bumps into Capote and is like like doesn't pay attention (laughs) to him and he like checks her out as he's going into the club and then I was just like, I don't know, it's it's good thread. Thread, yeah, totally. I liked it a lot. But also, okay, so Samantha's whole narrative is, you know, she's like, you know, powerful business owner, whatever, whatever. She's, um, you know, in this case, a, a cigar is not really a cigar. And she's, uh... <laughs> I don't know if the mic picks up. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're new to this. And she goes home with Capote Duncan. And what, it's what's like, the painting? What's the artist? Come on, Bernie. Some Bernie's an artist. No, I I've looked him up. I know who he is. Uh, it's like 
she fucks up his name. She's like Ross Fleckman. Oh, where's the Ross Fleckman? Yeah. Show um, me the Ross Fleckman. Yeah, so, okay. Smith is doing her thing. She's fucking whomever she pleases. That's great. But then they have this, like, sad whore music. Like, the lights go down, and she just, like, looks off into the distance. Yeah. As he's, like, yeah, going down her bod. And it's, like, in her most private thoughts, is she the saddest, know, you, loneliest person on the true. planet? It's you true. Feel, you feel that hesitation and that self, a hint of self-loathing when he's like, I've got to get er, get up early tomorrow. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, you too. Yeah, me too. It's a Friday. Yeah, even though no one needs to get up early on Saturday, let's be honest. Um, there's also a hint of sadness when they're at the restaurant and... Uh, Samantha is talking about how she fucked this guy and never called him back and Charlotte is, was like are you sure it's just cause, it's just cause he didn't call you yeah cause Charlotte's like a bitch I mean Charlotte's the biggest bitch <laughs> but um spoiler alert yeah I, yeah I don't know I don't like how the show treats her in the first episode cause like I feel like well, yeah. Ultimately, I think that that was the message. And you do when when um, Kurt uh, goes like up to her and he's like, "Oh, I'm so like glad that this is how we like you finally understand like the relationship that I want." Yeah. And she just looks like so sad naked and vulnerable. She does. As soon as he says, oh, I understand, you, you know, I was pretty pissed when you left, but I thought about it, and now I'm excited that you want to have sex the same way I do. And he jerked it off, and he jerked one out. I mean... He was really angry, and then he jerked off, and he was like, I had a moment of clarity. Well, good for him. <laughs> but she does. She seems defeated. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's... There's it's this like air of sadness, mm-hmm. and even... Okay, let's kind of talk about the ending. Um... You know, when she's in the car with Big, and first of all, she he asks her what she does, and she says she's sort of a sexual philanthropist. No, and then, <laughs> no, anthropologist. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, here, you need a bone? I'll give it to you, my son. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what she is. But, right, anthropologist. And he says, so, like a hooker. A hooker. Yeah. Classy big. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're they're definitely not like a real uh, bogey and bacall in in this episode. But I do. I was actually. I don't know. I was watching it today, and I was just like, you know what? This is like I I liked the limo scene. I thought it was like really stilted, but. Close, it, it really picks up towards the end. And I, I do enjoy their kind of, like, they have a chemistry. They absolutely have a chemistry. And I, he's, he is, he's, like, the real, like, he's a sleazy romantic in the way that it's, like, it, it's all very, um... I mean, he's a... Retro. He's a completely gener- different generation than she is. <laughs> yes. He's supposed to be in his 50s? No, no, 40s. Late, late 40s. Mid 40s at this point. He, like... Yes, mid forties. Okay, um, so a good decade older. Yeah. So yeah, 
different generation. Um, but yeah, they definitely have chemistry. But there is this, this like, even the ending with the freeze frame, and it's, <laughs> it's really cinematic, but it's also very sad. She's never been in love? I don't believe that, A. Like, you're... Well, she dates, she dates, she's dated Kurt Harrington for three, for a decade. Three times. Three times. Not, not a decade. Since 26 to 32 or whatever, like, <laughs> half a decade. Um, okay. But I just think that, like, you start dating when you're... She's been dating for, like, 20 years. You have to... There's a high school guy in there that you say you love. Yeah. Even if... Even if the love That's didn't last... That's just statistically last, impossible. That she hasn't been in love. It is a statistical anomaly. But, and it's also just like, oh, like, you... I don't know. I, it, yeah, it is. It's just like a weird false dichotomy where it's like, you're, you either fuck and you just never love, or you... You your souls unite in a beautiful bond, and it only happens after at least three days. One or the other. But, I mean, she would have to be... She would have to have dated just, like, complete duds to never have felt any type of falling yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can look back on it and say, no, that wasn't real, or that wasn't real, you know, that wasn't true love. But how can you say that when you have nothing com- to compare it to? Usually you look back on an old love and think, well, that was bullshit. When you, sure. When you are in love with someone else. But she has nothing to compare it to. No. I mean, ultimately, I, like, I think the most appropriate response to what Carrie said was, oh, I understand. You're sexist. <laughs> right? You have a really fucked up idea of sex. You shouldn't write this column. Yeah. But you should. Because you, because it's a good show. It's a great show, you guys. <laughs> it's a good show. It's such a good show. And there's so much more to talk about. And oh, this- my God. Just, okay. This show made me think about friends and fashion and love in like a whole different way and I like you know I watched it when I was 17 I started watching it okay yeah no I was probably about the same age it was airing on HBO when I was probably 15 yeah 14 15 wait Mm -hmm. how old am I 30 wait 12 yeah wow nope and 11. 10, 11. 11. <laughs> okay, so I definitely didn't watch it then, and I remember being embarrassed by the title. Like, I couldn't... It, it had sex in the title. Oh, my, yeah. No. My God. No, no, but, I was watching reruns on Showcase. Yeah. Oh, yeah, reruns. But, um, yeah, in high school, I had a TV in my room. It was, like, a late-night thing. Yeah, I just watched it, and, like, watched it with my girlfriends, and it was really powerful. It made me feel, like... <laughs> like a confident 35 year old woman I still when I'm feeling down and out in love and life I throw on an episode of Sex and the City I'm like you know what if these girls can do it so can I it's empowering in a way and even though I feel like it's a lot of the ideas are very um <sighs> troubled yeah 
Um, and now, you know, in our woke states, <laughs> we can definitely unpack things and, and, mm-hmm. and find the flaws. Mm-hmm. There's still so much. The, the intentions are good. Yeah. And it really is about women and being empowered as women and being independent and not relying on no man. Yeah. For none. And just, like, being okay with being fucking batshit crazy. I mean, that's a whole other side of the coin. But I think it's equally as important, though. Because sometimes you're just fucking crazy. You know what? Sometimes us gals, we just need to... (laughs) Sometimes all of us (laughs) need to go a little crazy. I mean, I feel like it's a little more, accept- it's more accepted for women to act crazy than it is for men. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a little, well. There's and just, there's a, okay, there's a good, like, um, like, Donald Glover, like, bit where he's like, oh, you know, there's always the guys that are like, oh, I dated that girl, she's crazy, like, yeah. you know, she, and, <laughs> but you never hear women talk about it, like, there's no woman that's like, oh, I dated that guy, he's crazy. Cause they're dead. <laughs> yeah. Crazy guys are different than crazy gals. Well, they're just murderers. Yeah. <laughs> or rapists. Yeah. We express they, our crazy. Yeah. Carrie. Ways. Carrie Bradshaw. Richard Ramirez. That's <laughs> on the same plane. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, you know what? The show. Uh, it it kind of came into my life in a vital time when I needed when I needed like that that extra support that like feeling of independent womanhood mm-hmm. and feeling like you know my girlfriends are gonna pull me out of whatever I you know the darkest holes and and it still remains today the show that I go to for that Hmm. and so there's something to be said about it and as much as I cringe at certain aspects of the show and and um the way they uh deal with certain issues or kind of avoid other issues yeah absolutely um, I yeah and like also it's just I think you know we, we both watched it at a time when um it was really important to see, like, women be very, like, confident about sex. Yeah. Like, you know, just sexually active, but, like, I talk about safety a little bit, too. Like, there's a little bit of credence to that. I mean, she's got those condoms in her purse. True. I can see a dental dam, but... <laughs> Good. Kurt has that on it. <laughs> That's his job. And he just pulls it out of, like, the jewel in his oh thumb ring. <laughs> Don't need to 
shave or like your peeps in a lens <laughs> because you're not having sex, Bernie. <laughs> Young Bernie. You know what? But to be fingered, a landing strip <laughs> is necessary. You need to you need to crawl, you know, find find that path. Okay, we've gone on for so long. I feel like we've talked for two hours. No, we've not two hours, but Please watch along with us. Yeah. Join us again next time. Oh, next episode, I think it's called Models and Men, Season 1, Episode 2. It's a real fucking doozy of an episode. It features prominently and uncritically a full-on rapist. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.